Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast with myself, Amanda Jusen, and my BFFFFFF, <laughs> Lisa Ramirein. Uh Today, we're here with former client uh, Jennifer, and she has one of the most common questions that I get on the daily. And I'm actually, I always say this, when someone gives me a good podcast topic, I'm like, how did I not think of that? Um, but how did I not think of that? This is uh, a really, a really, um, it's a, a finicky question and I get it a lot. And Jennifer, I'm just going to let you take it away because I think there's no better person to explain your issue than yourself. Great. Well, th- first of all, thank you so much for having me on and uh, helping me with this. It's something that we've been dealing with for like a few months um, and just have been like, well, you know, because Daisy sleeps through the night. So we're so lucky since we we worked with you four and a half months. She slept through the night. So we're like, oh, maybe we can just ignore this. But it's starting to get to me a bit. So uh, she wakes up anytime in the night. It could be it could be 4.30, it could be 5, it could be 6. And she's so quiet that sometimes I don't always hear her. And I'll just mm-hmm. wake up and she'll just be sitting, hanging out, having her own little quiet party. Um, and then I watch her and she'll be up for an hour. So she could be up mm-hmm. from like 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then she'll fall back asleep sometimes till seven, sometimes till 7.30. Maybe she's up from okay. six until 6.45 and then she falls back asleep until seven. And that, you know what I mean? So I, even though yeah. she sleeps through the night, there's like missing scenes in the morning. So I don't actually know how long she's sleeping solidly. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have, uh, so how do you know that she's been awake for so long? Do you have like an overnight monitor? So uh, I, I don't have a monitor that, um, tracks like their movement, but, and, and that's the thing is that I, I don't always know, right? Like, so this morning, for example, she woke up at five fifty-five, and I just heard a little, like little cute baby noise woke me up. So then of course I'm up watching her. She was up until six forty-five, So almost an hour. And then she's just like, well, I'll go back to sleep for 15 minutes. And then she woke up at seven, you know? And then so, so another nice, day- by the way, not to know that your little one is up. Pardon? That changes. My children make sure I know I am up, that they are up. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing. I know, like, I, I'm very lucky in that sense. But that's the thing. Like, sometimes, like, you know, I heard her at 5.55. But I don't know. She could have been up at, like, 4, having her own little, yeah. you know, like, you know, when they go to those disco parties with headphones and you can't hear anything. Maybe that's her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, silent disco. So, so that's what I mean, like, why I'm starting to be like, oh, I really should try and solve this problem. Because I don't know how much time she's losing in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me a little bit, and I love how you said that, Lisa. It must be nice because I is, this is like a very temporary problem. This is what I'll say as well. Um, when they're talking and standing and like they're in true toddlerhood, this will end. I'll be like, Mama, 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 Mama. And then it just goes into all sorts of things. So, Do you um, also remember my eldest who would just – scream and then once he figured out how to get out of his crib he'd come up to us it's not that he was you know in sort of sort of distress he just wanted our attention and he'd come up to us and unlucky for my husband he slept right at the by the door and he'd stand there for just enough seconds for my husband to start to feel him and then he'd just go 
but loudly. <laughs> very, very yeah. loudly. And that was the way that we knew he was awake. <laughs> I am still triggered by that story. And your son is a lovely person and human. And I love him like my own son. But when you tell me that story, I am so angered. And I, you've told me that story to my children. And I told them that they wouldn't live if they did that. Um, so that's not, yes, I do. I do remember that. But I also remember about um, your, your son. He was up really, really early too. Uh, for a long time, I remember you were like, this is our life now. Okay. So going back to these early morning wakes, um, and we just don't know what time they're, they're getting up. So my question is, do you sleep with any monitor at all? Yeah, I have a, a video monitor beside my bed. Okay. That shines in um, my face because awesome. I won't turn it off at night. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to get back to that. Yeah, I was going to say We are going to talk about that monitor. Um, but I wanted to know if, if there's any problems during the day. Like, are there any problems going down, short naps, um, anything like that? I mean, I would love her to, like, have those two and a half hour naps that I keep hearing about. That doesn't happen. Um, but, like, no, she goes down so well. She, like, puts herself to sleep. Like, we've not breaking we've not broken, excuse me, one rule that you laid out for us. So we've been really good with the sleep training and it's really worked with her. She's on a two nap schedule. She gets about two and a half hours in total in the day. So, uh, you know, an hour 15 is typically what we'll get, but it could be an hour. Mm -hmm. It could like today was, uh, she did like an hour 50. So it's pretty random, but typically she gets two and a half hours in the day and wakes up happy and, not cranky. So awesome. Yeah. yeah, that sounds awesome. And what time is bedtime right now? So how many hours roughly is she in her crib overnight? 12. So she goes to bed 12. at seven. Okay. Yeah, she goes to bed at seven. Uh, she sorry, she falls asleep around seven. Sometimes we put her in at 650. And sometimes we put her in at seven, she falls asleep at 710 usually takes her five to 10 minutes. Okay, awesome. Okay, good. This is really good. This is providing a bigger picture for me, a bigger snapshot. So here are the things that I'm looking for. Um, Basically, I'm a big fan of the phrase, it's only a problem when it's a problem for you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then so I want to know if these these wakings in the morning are contributing to any sort of yuckiness in the day, right? Like it might be that... For me um, or for her? So the, the most common question that I get is, (laughs) <laughs> well, probably A and B. It probably all goes together. But um, the, the biggest reason why people want to know what time their child gets up is because they're trying to calculate a wake window. Mm-hmm. And um, we get this a lot with younger babies between four to five months because they, their whole life is on a wake window and generally a pretty short one. And for babies that young, the difference between 15 minutes can be an issue for you. So if you do have a younger baby and you are listening to this and you're like, I don't know actually what time my baby goes to bed, this is what I'll say. And it's kind of a weird answer. And then I want to go back to specifically your situation, Jen. Um, but the the bigger picture is that when a child is in their crib, calm, happy, 
in the zone, that's a different level of stimulation than being out of their crib, active, interacting, right? Right. And probably even if your child is in their crib for about an hour or so, they might be kind of in and out of sleep and in a very rested state. So I always say, let's split the difference. If you're unclear about, let's say a half an hour, let's, you know, split it and make it a 15 minute, like, so for example, if you're not sure if your child was up at, um, you know, 6.30 or 7, you thought you heard them at 6.30, but they were in and out and then they were up at 7, what should the wake window be? I say, let's pretend 6.45. That's sort of where I go from there. Um, Because to your point, those 15 minutes in those early days, they matter and they could mean the difference between a nap with no protests or or a nap with a lot of protests. Mm -hmm. Now, as your child gets older, we can be a little more fun and fancy free. Uh, we can, you know, be a little like loose with like 15, 20 minutes and not have your baby explode, which is wonderful. Um, and then I look at your specific totals. They're outstanding. This is like next level. Um, so when I'm, when I'm thinking like we're getting about 12 hours (laughs) overachiever. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's thanks to you really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, so this is what I tell clients all the time. You're kind of the person that people in the social group will hear about. And then they call me and they're like, why doesn't this happen? Jen's baby sleeps for 12 hours a night and two and a half hours a day. So most kids are sleeping anywhere. Like on average, most of my clients are doing anywhere. Listen closely, folks. Listen, 10 to 11 hours of sleep. That's the most common time. Um, And what that means, and so for you, you're kind of having those shorter nap days, but your nights are unicorn worthy. So they're like almost 12 hours or really close to it. And even if they're not exactly 12 hours, she's in a rested state in her bed quiet, right? Right. And I think like I might be jaded with kids who are five and seven, who I'm like, guys, you can do whatever you want in your room. Just don't (laughs) wake me up. And they can't. They simply can't. They can't. They are totally can't capable of it. They can like have a dance party. I don't care. Just leave me alone. They simply can't. So maybe I'm like, go party. But the, yeah, a hundred percent. Honestly, I wouldn't even care if they were singing at the top of their lungs. Just don't bug me about what your sister, how she pulled your hair. Like I'm in the middle of a call today and they both come in and they're like, she bit me. And I'm like, I'm a professional woman. Welcome (laughs) to Ontario. (laughs) You know, lockdown. Anyway. So Your 12 hours of sleep, uh, I wouldn't say are uncommon, but it's like it's probably a quarter of the population. So that's probably contributing to your shorter than shorter naps. Mm -hmm. We're looking at in terms of nap length about uh, when you're at the two hour mark, maybe you're going to get 1.5, one nap that's 1.5 to two hours. And then your next nap is probably going to be shorter, probably an hour, hour and a half. Um, And it sounds like you're, you're in that zone. And even if we were to get two naps or uh, at about an hour each with 12 hours of night sleep, that's amazing. Your yeah. friends who have those longer naps probably have shorter night sleep. I can almost guarantee it. And right. so when I hear everything that you're saying, 
for me, my answer for you would be, if it were me, I don't think this is a problem. I think that especially because she's happy, she's going Mm -hmm. down, she's getting Mm -hmm. roughly anywhere between 13 and a half and 14 hours, uh, 14 and a half hours of um, total daytime sleep, which is excellent for her age. We're not really hearing a lot of protest either, which is amazing. Um, So then I have to go back to the bigger question of how can I get this monitor out of your room and throw it into a pool? (laughs) Am I I supposed to do that now? Like at what age do you do that? Well, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? I feel (laughs) like I can't even answer the question. Okay, that's fair. I need to. I, I need I'm not to trying know. to put you on the spot. No, it's okay. You think about it. Well, look, there's there's no right or wrong answer. Um, well, Lisa, how do you like? I can't sleep with a monitor, even at, like when we go on vacation or something. Like, mm. um, there have been times where, like my in laws' cottage, for example, we've been sleeping downstairs and the kids are upstairs, and there's no way to hear them without the monitor. We're always so on we'll different floors. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That could. Do you think that you could hear her without it, though? Well, not when she's having her quiet, silent disco parties. Like if she was in distress, probably. Okay. You know, but yes. I, I don't know. I, I wonder um, if we. Could, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. No, I'm just thinking that um, you know, at night when you're resting and you're quiet, you can think a lot more than you think you can. You know, and it's. From my experience, I have three children. Um, I feel like you have to preface that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, I've no, I've done this. I've been through three Not once. And here I am. <laughs> um, three different monitors. You know, the very last one was the one that, that was on my phone. You know, the, the mm-hmm. ring, I think, or whatever. one. Not the ring. Yeah. But, um, oh, I know. The same what one you, you have. The nest. Yeah. Uh-huh. No? Um, and okay. yes. And so it was, you know... It is wonderful for those moments of, you know, you wanting to be reassured that your baby is safe, but the good it does doesn't match. You know, it's not balanced to the bad yeah. that it does. I, I think, it, and and like, you shouldn't even know that your baby is up if your baby is up and she's, you know, in the beautiful room and in the safe environment and she's doing her thing and she's loving life. Like, you know, I mean... So what happens when she starts to... I got rid of mine. Because so, so she's 11 months, and I feel like yeah. very soon she's going to be climbing over the crib like and hopping out of there because she's very mobile. So I feel I like I need to that see we that. Need to necess- Totally. Totally. I would. Okay. So there's a couple, there's a couple things. So number one, obviously, and this is a disclaimer for you or for anyone, if you feel like uncomfortable removing, um, the monitor or if there's a safety issue or you can't hear your child, then it obviously is not wise to, to remove your monitor. Even in that case, monitors are designed to be incredibly responsive and hear things that no person with normal ears could hear. And like you hear everything, every sniff, your child's hand on the sheet, like everything. (laughs) And it it is too, it's too much for my like anxious brain. I can't sleep with the monitor. 
So there's, this is a, and by the way, that's exactly what it's supposed to do. That's what it's designed to do. So it's doing its job, but in terms of like, um, if it, if it is uh, waking you up for things that we don't need to wake up for, then it might not be worth it. It might still be worth it for other reasons. But the thing is as well, crib hopping is unlikely to happen first thing in the morning. Crib hopping is going to happen when your kid is so mad at you and it's going to be when they're two and they're going to be like, I don't want to nap. Thump. And you're going to know and you're going to see it. I would right. also recommend if crib hopping, it, has she shown signs of crib hopping or anything yet? Um, no, but she's climbing things now. Okay. I would highly recommend sticking with your sleep sack for a little while. That'll keep Still, her yeah. little feet mm-hmm. contained. And mm-hmm. then it's really unlikely and hard for her um, okay. to to climb the mattress. Um, I'm not even saying like what – like even if we could get to a point where the monitor is off and on the other side of your room, you sleep with the door open to hear any distress calls or crying. And, and the way to test that out is, you know, go upstairs during a nap, right? Like put her down, go upstairs, see if you can hear, um, maybe have your partner go into the room, do a little yelling or listening to make sure that you can hear your child. Um, but if chances are, if you can hear them with your door open, um, the monitor is probably more disruptive to you than like the biggest thing that I'm worried about is a giant screen right next to your face (laughs) as you sleep. So everything that you've been telling me, this is what I'm thinking about in terms of your sleep quality as an adult woman. I'm like, oh God, the blue light, her melatonin (laughs) production, it's going to be a mess. (laughs) It's what I'm thinking about. It's what I'm like stewing over. Um, So that would be my biggest recommendation. It's, and this is not to say like, I don't want to be that you know, excuse my language. I don't want to be that bitch. That's like, just get rid of the monitor (laughs) problem solved. Cause I don't think that it, it is like that. Right. There are lots of instances where this is an issue. Like I Mm -hmm. said, if you're, if your child is having trouble falling asleep for their first nap, if there's a lot of protests for that first nap, if you are truly unsure, if there are issues in the day, you're going to do that split the difference rule. It's probably going to fix it. If it's still not fixing it and you're really, really, really like curious as to what was going on, you can spend a lot of money on some good monitors that will tell you everything your child did overnight. Um, mm-hmm. And part of me worries about these monitors a little bit. So I'm on the other, I'm on the receiving end of knowing like, well, last night my child was up in the middle of the night and they rolled around six times according to the monitor. Their oxygen level was approximately (laughs) 98.7. Their heartbeat. And I'm like, what? No, I don't need to know any of that. (laughs) I just need to know how they feel today. Like sometimes we can know too much without having like um, um, a good pathway for that information other than like, do do you know what I mean? Like sometimes these monitors give you, give a parent things and the parent is like, well, I should be doing something with this information now. Their heartbeat is this. I'm like, I don't yeah. I don't know what to do with that information. Maybe having some rules about the way that you monitor her for yourself, you know, yeah. like yeah. or or with your partner. Um I know that it can be anxiety inducing, you know, not to be able to know what your baby is doing when they're, 
you know, rolling or whatever. But you know, you know, if you know how your baby sleeps and you can safely do it, you can maybe just, you know, have some rules around it or, yeah. You know, get your partner to take over the morning watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The monitor goes on his side, screen off, and then you only turn it on when you want to check. And I'm I check in I, with him what she did in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, instead of looking at the monitor, um, I wake him up to tell me what's going on. <laughs> A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, and we just, what we know, and I'm just, I, I'm a broken record about this stuff because it is so true. So we had, um, a little okay to wait clock for my oldest daughter. It's like, I'm not going to mention the brand, but it's a brand that everyone knows and it glows blue all night long. And we got it so she could start sleeping in past 5:45. And the hilarious thing is that it actually increased her night waking quite significantly. Two years after that, all of this research comes out literally about blue lights. And yes, about the blue lights in your screen, but actual blue light on your electronics, on your humidifiers, in your kitchen, they tell your brain that the sun is up and that it is light and not to produce melatonin. And so that's my biggest concern, honestly, about this all this whole thing is that I would love for you to be in a deep sleep at mm-hmm. five and four thirty. So you mm-hmm. don't hear that. And then she can go back to bed because the other thing that's happening as well is those hormones start to shift, right? So we have uh, our daytime hormones that keep us awake and then they our nighttime hormones show up, melatonin around dusk, around like 637, makes us sleepy and actually tells our whole body, shut it down, don't do anything. But then at around three o'clock in the morning, it goes, it goes down and then our cortisol and adrenaline show up for the day and they're ready to party. So you're going to have restless sleep in between that three to 6 a.m. no matter what. So I feel like you might be hearing things that are really normal. And the reason why you're hearing them is because your hormones are also changing for the day. Um, But let's put you in an even better situation with, without that screen. I'm not, I'm not like super against monitors um, only if they're causing you issues. If, if you feel like it is an issue, I would chuck it. Um, otherwise, I feel like I don't want to change anything for you. This sounds really, really good. Okay. I mean, so I guess um, that's good to know that even though she wakes in the morning and she's still like, cause she, she is, she's in and out. So she's still getting that rest. And if she's happy, just, yeah. she's fine. Just leave her. Exactly. If she's happy, she's fine. If the nap, if there's no problem, there's no problem. Like I have, you know, on the other end of this, I'll have like babies on one nap and they only do one and a half hours, but they sleep like 13 hours at night. And the Mm -hmm. parents, you know, if you go on the internet, everything on the internet is like, your baby needs to sleep three hours, three hours. And they're like, they're only doing one and a half. Are they happy? Yes. Are they healthy? Healthy? Yes. Are they sleeping well at night? Yes. What's their total number? Okay, that's your kid. That's who just came out. That's what. That's the best that they can do. That's Henrik, four a.m. That's living Henrik, his best yeah. I was life. Just, I didn't want to yeah. be like it's all about me, you guys. But it's a hundred percent my my like aforementioned yeah. son who yeah. would sleep the shortest naps, but would like Amanda would babysit him, and he'd be like, "It is seven p.m. I must go upstairs now. I am exhausted." 
I would like to go to bed now. And this is pre my children. And I was like, hey, something's wrong with your kids. <laughs> they asked to go he to loves bed. sleep. Yes, he's still this yeah. way. He sleeps such, you know, such a long time. But yeah, he's when he's up, he's up. <laughs> I love it. Well, on that note, we're at 23 minutes and 49 seconds, and that is the crappiest nap of all times. So um, (laughs) it's about time to end this episode, but I I feel like this is a really, you've helped a lot of people by asking this question, Jen. I really appreciate it. I hope this was helpful. It was. Um, Thank you. As always, folks. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Um, You can find additional information, tips and tricks on our blog at babiesbestsleep.com. You can find me on Instagram at babiesbestsleep, on TikTok, doing stupid things um, (laughs) and giving lots of tips and tricks. And as always, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, oh, I have a question, go ahead and send me an email or uh, head on over to um, the link in our bio on Instagram. And there's always an application to join the Slumber Party podcast. Until next week, everyone, sleep well and see you later. Bye. Bye.